welcome to What the Heck's Your Source for Warhammer Underworlds and Under 30 Sweet, Sweet Pieces of Prize Support. Ooh, handcrafted yeah. lovingly by the TO. Yeah. My co-host Davey with me is uh, sometimes he's the leader and sometimes he's not. It's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It depends on how the uh, mood strikes me. Mm. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you just need somebody else to trigger that reaction and then you're the leader again. Yep. So, yep. Uh, forth. yeah, for context, we are recording on the 15th of August. Uh, all of weird hollow is now out. Although, uh, we here in the U S are once again, awaiting a delayed deck. Uh, I don't know the deal with that. Actually. I don't know why that's happening. And, uh, we're also, I actually did a, a search just the other day, just to see if I could find, that uh that weird starter set with the um condemners um oh that, yeah that, that does not appear to be out and about yet either okay so, <laughs> uh i kind of forgot that that was coming uh so well when when they sneak releases in on us without <laughs> any warning it's uh certainly gonna work out that way how dare they <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's almost like the old days where they didn't tell us anything. And then it's just like, oh, stuff's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are going to be talking today about our Mad Town throwdown. It happened uh, just two days ago. Uh, and we had a great time. Uh, I don't think that's too big a spoiler to release. No. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit more about it and some observations and some thoughts going forward. Uh, but first, we'll do our usual pieces. Uh, we got community shout outs and. I apologize if this sounds like we're like beating a dead horse or like saying the same thing over and over again. But uh, the Spent Glory blog, as written by Fish Mode, is just killing it. Um, so once again, I come to you once again asking you to go to Spent Glory and check out their article. This most recent one is a, is a breakdown, sort of a beginner's breakdown of what the formats are. What are the formats and what do they mean? Uh, and more and more, this is feeling like the resource that if I've got somebody new... I mean, my first thing that I would like to do is just, you know, be able to be excited with them and talk with them about it. But if it's something where I'm like, I'm at work and I need to point somebody to a resource, man, this is a good one to do. Um, cause he's, he's got a lot of blog posts that are really kind of beginner oriented. Um, and, uh, I think some of the more established media can sometimes, uh, overlook that. I know we're, uh, we're sometimes guilty of that. I think, um, in the past path of glory has been as well. Um, so I'm, I'm glad somebody's really leaning into that. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, very experienced players. Some of the best players in the world I, I can see, uh, over on the discord Basel are advertising some different events. And, uh, I just wanted to give, uh, a nod. We've spent a lot of time kind of covering the events that we go to and that would generally be, um, our local, uh, and then Adepticon and some other things like that. There appears to be a pretty thriving, uh, thriving set of events. Uh, I think Milan, Prague, and Warsaw all have or have had uh, championship-style events recently. Uh, and there's some really high-level players. I, I've played some of them in some of the online leagues and, and such. Um, and so I want to figure out a way where we can we can you know put an eye to that because I I think. Uh, I think there is a meta that, you know, like you and I don't have that good a feel for. Um, I haven't been able to make it into some of the vassal leagues and events. Uh, and that kind of, I feel like we've got a, a, something of a blind spot. I just want to kind of acknowledge that. 
um, and would like to like to fill that in because other people might as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, hats off to the, the folks doing their communities out there in Europe. Uh, what about you? You got anything? Yeah, um, got a couple of things, but I guess just because it reminded me, uh, since you were mentioning having that blind spot, our our co-host Skyler is going to be in the Vassal League this time around. Hmm. And uh, so he, um, he has had some, some experience. I am not remembering exact. I, I talked to him about his first game uh, when we were at the tournament, and I am blanking on what he played. But I know it was Nemesis, so it okay. um, should be interesting. I think it's a lot of people prepping for certain things is mm. why they were wanting to play Nemesis. But um, but to that point, uh, both Skylar and Brian are going to Nova, uh, which is coming up here very quickly. Uh, I keep forgetting how quickly. It's just a couple <laughs> weeks now. I know. Um, it's, I don't know where the summer went. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they will be there. So if you're going to be out uh, on the east coast of the United States playing at Nova, seek them out. Uh, give a shout out to what the hex. I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and that event is definitely going to be Nemesis. So it is a lot of like brainstorming about what do you do right now in Nemesis because uh, the boogeyman. Ephilim is definitely out there and you gotta gotta find some some tool that'll be able to deal with that so um i'm really excited to see how that goes that should be a pretty high profile tournament it'll be interesting to see if the uh spell slinger meta is in fact having the chokehold on the meta that we think it is or if something else will come to the fore in that venue and show us not un- dissimilarly to Adepticon, that actually the big boogeyman isn't the only thing that can win right now. Yeah. Which would be cool to see. I'm hoping that that happens, but if it doesn't, I don't think anyone would be surprised. Sure. And then the only other thing is just that we got a couple of folks in our Discord who gave us some really cool feedback about our last episode with the Plague Pack, um, kind of discussing with us some areas that they thought we maybe overlooked. Um, and just general feedback about the episode. So it's really cool. Um, we do always have that shout out to say, you know, we'd love to hear feedback. And it was really nice to have that. And uh, hopefully we can implement some of it going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, really just taking the time to let us know how you feel, good or bad about the episode, is uh, means a lot to us. So we, we appreciate that. Um, but uh, that covers that. I, I think uh, we're, I'm touching on what the heck is going on with you, but I think it's mostly going to be our main topic. Um, yeah, so unless you have mostly. anything else you want to uh, touch on, then go for it. No, just moving on from this champs uh, experience and, you know, our next local tournament's going to be back to Nemesis. So it's sort of like shifting gears pretty hard mm. here. Yeah. For me, I just had a couple weeks out of the country, took my, uh, took my family on a vacation. It was awesome. Uh, but it meant I was not doing any underworlds. And so I came back, uh, well, I actually did a little bit of editing on vacation. Um, but, uh, I was not on the last episode. It was the first episode that I've not been on and have not edited. I think all the way back since, uh, you did a couple solo episodes in the height of the, the pandemic for, yeah. uh, Mor- Morgok and the, uh, Blade Coven, um, and uh, it is is a really different experience actually to listen to it. You know, I, I listen to it in a particular way when I'm, when I'm listening to edit, uh, 
and especially if I'm listening to edit and was actually on it. Uh, but here it was like, Oh, I actually don't know where all the conversation is going. Like I don't, you know, I yeah. don't, uh, uh, so I, I actually had a lot of fun. So, um, cool. but it's, uh, it's cool to be back in. It was, uh, I actually felt pretty motivated. I, I know you guys were a little down on plague pack. Um, but, uh, sometimes that's like almost motivating where I'm like, I was listening. I'm like, I bet, I bet, I bet I can, I bet I can make them work. I bet I can like, yeah. you know, surprise these guys with some stuff. Uh, but I think Skyler's maybe got the same idea. So we'll he, he's been working on, uh, <laughs> little spoilers, but me and me and Skyler have had two games already against them in championship. Mm. And, uh, I've been a little bit surprised by them, both games and the second game that we played, uh, he had some really hot dice and just blew me out. And there was just, I was just dead really early <laughs> and I was just like, well, we'll scoop it up. There's nothing else to do. I'm, I'm completely out of this. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is cool. Um, let's get into it. Um, before we, before we, uh, talk too much in advance about, you know, what happened. So, uh, the mad town <laughs> throwdown Q3 held here in Madison, uh, started at our usual time, 10 AM at noble night games, which has been our venue of late. They've been pretty good to us. Uh, marked us off some table space. And even though there was another big thing going on, we had plenty of room to kind of do our thing. Um, and uh, we did three rounds, best of three. Uh, and Skylar gave us a pretty luxurious two hours per match. And I'll have some thoughts on that a little bit later. Um, but uh, we'll get back to that. Um, but why don't we break down what the attendance was like and who brought what? And we can take, uh, maybe as we touch on each one, uh, we can take a minute or two to, to, uh, discuss that. I, I'll kick it off. We, uh, we did have Ben show up with the only war band that was represented twice. And that was Shadeborn, as yeah. you all would have Shocking. expected. <laughs> uh, Ben had his Shadeborn, and he paired him with void curse thralls, which I would not have predicted at all. Um, yeah. I did not really get a chance to see him play, but I know that he played, uh, he, he played, Brian's FLM to a draw. Uh, they each won a game one to one. And I think some of it was that he was able to longboard and then teleport in and uh, schwack FLM, which really yeah. cuts a lot of the deck out. I was like, Ooh, man, that, that tastes real good. Um, <laughs> so, sure uh, does. I, I'm not sure what all he picked up from the, the void curse side of things. Um, but uh, Ben, Ben is our resident mad scientist. Oh yeah. Um, you know, above and beyond anything that even, you know, I try to do or whatever. Uh, and, uh, he takes such delight. Like he, I, I know he just relishes it, you know, like when you, Hey, what did you bring? And you can just see the grin start going on his face and you're like, yeah. okay, here we go. <laughs> as, as he sees the person's face, just like gloss over of like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jazz, uh, Jazz also brought, she was our other shade She paired with tooth and claw for a little more aggro. Um, yeah. sort of the more traditional, like I'm going to do assassination runs and you know, try and get after you kind of stuff. Yeah. Skyler, uh, Skyler was, uh, hosting. I guarantee he was just utterly shocked by what Alex brought. <laughs> totally. Completely <laughs> shocked as were we all. Uh, Cogra's Ravagers again <laughs> with Fearsome Fortress. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll touch on it a bit, but Fearsome Fortress is the most popular deck there. I think it was paired. It was four four uh, pairings throughout all the decks. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and then you, what what did you bring? Well, speaking um, of dark horse picks, I will I will get in later about how I ended up on this, but I was a uh, Grashrax to spoilers and the Void Cursed Thralls deck. Yeah. Uh, and that was actually directly taken from Kairos from over to Path to Glory Ooh, um, to, nice. to try it out. So uh, I'll get in. I'll get in a little bit more uh, what it looks like and what's going on with that um, in the in the later section. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess shout out here for our only traveling player, Jimmy, came up uh, to play with us, made the drive, and he brought with him Crimson Court with Tooth and Claw. So uh, a pretty aggressive Crimson Court build, um, but nothing surprising there. Crimson Court are pretty well statted and have the bodies to back it up. Yeah, I they they feel like a warband that I'm whatever way they choose to go, it, it almost isn't surprising, you know, with yeah. your four fighters, four wounds, four speed on each. Uh that's just a great place to start from. And um they can they can go other places. So Yeah. You can flex in a lot of ways. They even have two wizards technically, right? So Yep. They can yeah. kind of do it all. Yeah. Mike was there. Mike is uh, notorious for only bringing orcs. So, yeah. Does it have uh, green skin? Yeah. He'll play. Uh, so he had the Cunning Crew, which he's really been enjoying. I don't think I've actually, I maybe have played once with the Cunning Crew, like where he was running them. Um, uh-huh. I got to compare notes with him because I really love that Warband in general. And I have uh, some folks turn me on to some tricks you can do with Void Curse Thralls. Uh, some of those uh, refashion priorities and refashion reactions, which give you uh, out of sequence moves, uh, and like they're they're like reactive moves, and then you can react to those moves with. Right. Uh, so if you you know zip uh, uh, manic over into the right spot, then you can you can like really outmaneuver. You can deny some charges in like a, a very quick thinker esque way from season one. Um, oh wow. that's uh, that's pretty brutal yeah uh so uh but that's not what he paired with he paired with uh fearsome fortress which i also think is a great pairing it's what i uh that's what i paired with uh, when i was doing full nemesis last year at adepticon um so uh always solid yeah i think he also specifically said he took some like anti magic tech and then maybe didn't play against any i I either he was he was so worried about storm covenant (laughs) yeah ephilim you got uh, all then, the aggro matchups. Never, never saw any of them, and so he's, he was like, "Man, <laughs> that's just how it goes." Though, yeah, that is. I'm, I don't know. We can talk about it more later, but that is how that goes when you bring that like mm. tech that is specifically tooled for that one matchup. Yep. Uh, and then we had Bobby, who is reprising his headcrackers with Fearsome Fortress, which, after seeing it at Adepticon and Nemesis, after playing against it in League, after playing against it here, I I think Headcrackers Fearsome Fortress is a really solid foundation. And if he, anybody wants to play them, that is, I think, always where I would at least steer them to start. Yeah. Um, they can just do so many good things with that deck. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely seen stuff like bold sortie scored on the first activation of the game because sure. they got to push onto that feature token and it's yep. just like oh man that is yeah. uh, really nice to have that seed glory yeah 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 uh i i think they're pretty i think they're pretty uh sweet with them i i um i will talk more about i got to play bobby and really enjoyed that that uh 
game there. Uh, Brian took Ephilim and paired Ephilim. His uh, his plot lock was Fearsome Fortress. Um, and I think Summit is a similar thing where because he can do those pushes uh, because yeah. he's already trying to stand on features. Uh, it, it can potentially pair into some of the things that he's already trying to do. Um, I think, I think he leaned away from pings in general. Um, I don't know if he was totally without them. Uh, but he, I mean, like the rest of us is a big fan of pushes. And so I think what he did was rather than use a restricted slot going into daring delvers and grabbing uh, sudden demise, um, he was like, I'm, I'm going to step aside from the, from the ping plan and I'm going to go like a, a little more control, a little more push, a little more, uh, in that direction. Yeah, certainly not bad. I mean, Ephilim doesn't necessarily need a lot of the damage boosts. So there's definitely good reasons to want to just play that control style. Yeah. And that just leaves you. It leaves me. Um, I was sort of using this as a final hurrah for my storm coven during delvers experiment um when we first reviewed and played with storm coven and eflims i felt like storm coven was much more difficult to play with and sort of a puzzle so i was like i'm gonna take it upon myself to figure these guys out and i feel like i accomplished that and now i can put them away especially because Storm Coven and FLMs have been sort of poo-pooed and people are tired of seeing them. So it's good to be able to be done with them, uh, even though they, I still do find them to be a fun warband. Yeah, I, uh, I've not played against them enough to have really... I, I feel like uh, the last time we played, I, I learned a couple things that I really want to try to implement the next time around. Um, sure. And... Uh, it's one of those, we can talk more about this when we talk about the meta uh, or what our takes are, you know, based on our very small slice of it. Um, yeah. But um, we got some thoughts on them. So. Absolutely. Um, so, so, yes. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I was just going to say, uh, so the decks that we brought, uh, you know, planning for this tournament, what what were you thinking? I mean, you, you said you pulled a, a list from somebody else, but it seems like you had a a reason and a plan in mind for wanting that list. Well, so I'd been toying with this as, as an idea that, Hey, uh, and I, I'm trying to remember who, um, sleeks bowl, uh, did a, almost like a, a partnership with where they, they both tried the same war band out. Uh, mm. I'm blanking on who else did that right now. I was like, that'd be kind of a cool thing. Like try out something that path to glory. Uh, one of their writers is, is going with, um, and this was kind of while I had a, a two week span of vacation where I was not, didn't get a chance to play at all. Um, and not really even that much chance to deck build, but just a little sort of, um, thinking about what to do. But I, I considered that and I was like, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to go, I want to try a, a hard worm spat. And I specifically wanted to try out what would happen if I brought, uh, and I, this is not my idea originally, I saw a deck that uh, I think Baconborn had put together that had Vault's Mysterium in it and then Retchling from uh, the Worm Spat. So uh, Vault's Mysterium making all wizards plus one level, however, making you miscast if you roll even a single crit in your cast. And I think you take two damage on yeah, you that take the miscast. Extra damage. Yeah. So uh, it is like a real risky turbo mode unless you have something like the wrestling which says you do not take um 
backlash. You don't yeah. take damage from those. Uh, and my idea was like, hey, I I don't know for sure, but I feel pretty confident that both uh, Ephilims and Storm Covenant will be represented at this thing. Uh, and it would be really great to put that out there and watch them kind of blow themselves up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, that was the original idea. I made the error of not, I, I worked a 24 hour shift on Saturday uh, into Sunday morning and I made the mistake of not putting everything together before that. I was like, that's all right. I'll, I'll do it in the morning. That morning I'm putting the deck together and I can't find, uh, I think I had unequal contest in there cause I had a bunch of reroll stuff. I, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, Fecula, if she gets inspired, she's pretty good at rolling successes. Anyway, that it was, so it wasn't like a key piece of the deck, but as I was getting the objectives, so still pretty early on, I was like, I can't find this card at all. And part of the problem is that I have many, many uh, half-built uh, decks that have been deconstructed and, and pulled from it. So they're in all these different piles all over all over this desk. <laughs> and um, so I'm flipping through them, flipping through them, flipping them. I can't see it. It goes through my binder. It's not there. And so now, now I'm thinking, like, I don't know how much of this deck is maybe missing. Like, I... I uh, oh, right. I, it's, yeah. I have to leave in about 10 minutes. Um, so let me just bail. Uh, the zoom ahead until, uh, to after the event where I came home and I was like, really starting to, I was like, man, I really hope I didn't just like lose it, a card or, or more than one card. Uh, and like, what I'll do is I'll just put everything else away, file everything else away. I'll figure out for sure if I'm missing anything else. And I go to put a uh, contest that equals away and notice that unequal contest is sitting right in it's in, I, I had filed it incorrectly. Uh, oh. So <laughs> unequal contest was sitting in the spot of contest that equals, Whoops. which, which is like, Oh man, I really, um, uh, not that I'd had much chance to practice or anything, but I ended up having a, a last minute switch into a deck. I had not, uh, done nearly as much thinking about, had not practiced with, um, mm -hmm. And uh, all because I'm apparently not very uh, good at filing things. So, <laughs> uh, well, but I was pretty relieved to, you know, that completionist in you is like, okay, I'm not missing. It's at not lost. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I'd, I'd like to say there were grander designs on that, but uh, I came in. It is. It is. Uh, it ended up being this deck that um, uh, you can read a, a much better explanation than I'm about to give. Uh, but what it what uh, Kairos noticed was that there is uncounted cost, which is uh, a an objective in Void Curse Thralls that wants four fighters dead. It doesn't matter which side, and at least two of them have to be Void Cursed for two glory. So it's a, hey, are people dying, including some Void Cursed? Awesome, here's two glory. Um, that can capitalize with Pure Carnage, which can capitalize also with Survival of the Fittest, which is a, it's a, um, uh, goats sort of version of corn cares not are five people dead the only thing is they have to have at least one of their own fighters alive which was sometimes uh not Ooh, not guaranteed yeah. <laughs> uh, Risky. so uh it has that and it has a lot of like ability to damage yourself or hurt yourself um in order to make sure the right people die or that you you hit those numbers if somebody uh chooses not to engage um and then also gives you a chance to use some of the the very cool um, refashioned uh, movement reactions, the, the two upgrades that work once per round. Um, yeah. And those uh, those are just stellar. Add, add a couple weapons in to help some of your ungore actually do anything, um, and then you're, you're talking. 
than you're talking. So, um, it, uh, had some surges, had some things to be gained by holding objectives, uh, and then otherwise was hold some objectives, die and a little bit of aggro in there. Yeah. Well, it seemed like it did pretty well. Obviously we can touch on the actual, uh, outcomes of your matches here in a little bit, but I, I mean, just from looking over shoulders, it was kind of like, wow, uh, doing more with goats than I would have expected. <laughs> so props and uh, excited to hear how the games went. Sure. Uh, what uh, you said you had your storm coven uh, paired with daring delvers. And what was, what were your thoughts going into the day uh, and uh, with that pairing? Yeah. So, so this is one I've been on for a little while. Um, I, you know, you played it a couple times for episodes, um, played it at league a couple of different times. I've had, you know, I don't know how many reps, but it's been a good number of them with this deck. And I, I felt pretty, pretty good about it. Things were working out pretty well. The, the main sort of thrust of the deck is that, uh, Knights Triumphant and Knights Arcanum, which are two in-faction objectives, both ask that you have fighters in enemy territory, but it's not all. Uh, Knights Arcanum is one on an objective who's inspired in enemy territory, and Knights Triumphant is have everybody make the inspiration reaction and then have two fighters not in your territory. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, that's sort of my foundation, right? I've got two, two Lorien phases. And so I'm going to build towards that. I'm going to have more things that care about, you know, being, uh, you know, on objectives or near objectives. So I've got trace the ley lines and, um, sorcerer's treasure hunter, which actually worked out to be much better than I expected. That was one I was a little hesitant to include, but I figured it, it was good to have, and then the fun thing with these guys is getting to play with the leader specific stuff. Um, so you get to be running some of the sort of greedy cards that normally you have to be a little hesitant be with because it's mm -hmm. like, well, you only have the one leader. Well, whole war band is leaders. So yeah. you get to really capitalize there. Um, and I was in daring delvers predominantly so I could pick up sudden demise and then flame wisps and quick roots. So I could, uh, fill out the paying package. So um, it ended up being a pretty aggressive build and at the end of the day, but it, it had the ability to hold back if it needed to, um, which we can talk about more when we discuss some of the matches. But the, the main thing I was concerned with going into the day was how am I going to match up into FLMs um, because running into FLMs is not, always a good idea um mm. she can just lob shots at you from so far away that yeah. charging in is risky yeah. but I, I would hazard to say it is rarely a good idea unless yeah. you really think you can take out flm yeah um, and and so you know that is part of why i wanted to have as many pings as i have is that it's like i'll wait until i've got a good hand for it and then it's like okay here's the moment we're gonna mm -hmm. dive her try to put you know, one hit on with an attack and then throw multiple pings to finish it. Sure. Um, but I ended up not having to deal with it and, um, I didn't really have any other concerns. I've played a bunch of other matchups and I felt like, well, some of them are not easy. Uh, I think they're all winnable. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, all right. Um, I can start us off with that round one. Um, I uh, was playing against Bobby, and again, Bobby is running uh, Headcrack and Fearsome Fortress. And I guess one thing I didn't touch on is uh, it was it was almost a, almost a little liberating uh, to be like, hey, a lot of my preparation, such as it was, kind of got torpedoed at the last minute. Um, I'm on a deck that I haven't tried. Uh, it's kind of a, a strange one. Uh, I have wanted to mess with Void Curse Thralls for a while um, and really yeah. haven't gotten to. And so looking forward to this. Uh, and also uh, I had my, my son was uh, kicking along. He was kind of my uh, Dyson token caddy. So anytime I needed a, a charge token or something, he'd, he'd pass it to me. Uh, and he was responsible for rolling uh, for rolling all my dice. Um, which was which was kind of fun, and he he was engaged throughout the day, which was pretty cool. Um, I I thought uh, he might get a little bored just doing that, but he he uh, was really wrapped up in them. Um, but uh, so this was me kind of trying to figure out this deck on the fly, uh, and some of the nuances of like who to void curse and who not to. And uh, so my first game of the match against. Uh, <clears throat> my first game of the match against Bobby, I, uh, I think he felt like he had deployed a little too aggressively forward, uh, and was worried about losing head cracker. Um, and we just kind of sort of ran at each other with me doing a little, uh, shimmying to set up, uh, despoilers to get a two glory surge. I, I had some really amazing fortune with card order in this, where I had stacked all, so many of my surges were, were top decked, and scorable so i was flowing through a lot of stuff and that was despite doing very very little on the board um i think this game i successfully landed two attacks there would have been a third but it got uh it got critted out by uh war paint <laughs> so, oh no <laughs> yeah it was it was gonna be like a killing blow on i want to say head himself but it, it, it actually might have been tooth dagger um so I was just, I, it took me until almost the end of the game to inspire. And, uh, the goats have a problem where once you've used your ritual counter, which gives you these rerolls and they replenish as people die. Uh, if you've used it and nobody dies for a long time, your accuracy really suffers. Uh, yeah. so, uh, but it was really cool. And I ended up losing that first game by just a single point. Uh, and the difference was I couldn't score uncounted cost because I did not get enough void cursed fighters dead. And that was sort of a double, a double, you know, uh, double sided error for me in that who I chose to void curse initially, I was chasing, they have one that's, um, involuntary interdiction. It's a kill surge with a mm -hmm. void cursed fighter. So I was putting on fighters that I thought were going to get kills rather than putting on fighters that were going to get killed. Um, and uh, I just didn't commit hard enough to letting to getting those guys to die. I guess uh, if I could have made sure one of the dead people, one more of the dead people was void cursed. I, there was even an upgrade that I put out that uh, I used for grievous instead of making somebody void cursed. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, if I if I'd applied it just a little bit better, I might have I might have been there for the uh, for the win. Uh, but I didn't. I lost that by one, but felt pretty good. It was a great, really good game. We played like we're on time. Uh, we had, I think it was a forty minute game. And so we were on track for the, the round of three. And then the second game played it all the way. I think that first one was maybe 15, 16. And the second game finished at 17, 17, I think. Uh, 
all the way down again in this one i only killed a single fighter um i wow did, I, I did manage uh also two hits in this game but it was just like the the deck was scoring like the people dying were dying at the right time and um bobby took it on on tiebreaker he was standing on the uh the most things and what was what was tough for me is that he had the great hunt so i was scoring all this stuff for a lot of my people being dead but he had the great hunt which was hey did you only leave one guy yeah you're alive it's like oh oh, man they really they really let him kept pace uh, keep pace with some of those uh and and stuff but it felt good it felt like we we played uh we played like high level and briskly um and uh, I really, I really enjoy these. And I, I don't know if it, again, was like that feeling of being a little bit liberated, being like, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm here with my son. I'm, I'm trying something different. And, but it was just kind of like the, the height of what you really like Underworlds games to be. Like, sure, I was not landing some attacks. And again, it was the same situation where, you know, um, Mad Mob weren't dying. So then I wasn't getting ritual counters. So then my accuracy was suffering. So, I, you know, it was only when I would really stack the dice that something seem to have a chance to get through but there's ways to score even without that and that was um that was fun but uh but yeah it was an that was an oh and two first round uh but i took a took a deep breath and like yeah should be should be uh easier from here on out uh yeah. what, what was your uh what was your round one looking like yeah so i got paired up into alex and his cogwars ravagers i uh i have played against this quite a few times so i, <laughs> yeah. I pretty much knew what to expect um, and as we've probably mentioned on more than a handful of occasions at this point, Alex is a player in our group who absolutely will not be dissuaded about certain card picks just because <laughs> it's like not the supposed best card or whatever. He's like, no, I, I can figure it out. I can make this stuff work. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was kind of expecting a bunch of that kind of stuff. Um, so first match, I wasn't 100% sure what it was going to look like, but I figured he was going to be trying to jump all the objectives and desecrate them, which is not what I want. So I was kind of trying trying not to like just throw my fighters forward to get attacked, but also trying to uh, not just let him have all the objectives. So I was sort of having to do a lot of weird back and forth near the middle of the board. Um, and unfortunately for him, because I have so much range, it basically meant that I could sort of draw him out. He could make a charge, didn't get a kill. And then I could then pounce and be like, all right, I spell attack then like surge with a whole bunch of ping. And so Kagura was dead round one and that left him with very little in terms of punch left which let me sort of just push forward with the rest of the war band. And it was kind of at that point where I just was able to just sort of sit back and pick him off um, mm-hmm. and denied a lot of glory because he didn't have fighters alive to get kills and he didn't have fighters alive to stand on objectives. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm sure anybody who's played against Domitans kind of knows what that feels like. Um, but I, I mean, it's it's really rough and it's something i talked about throughout the day of like yeah these guys have all the range like they can kind of change on the fly with their game plan because you know they don't need to commit like range one fighters do they can kind of hang back score a little bit of glory and then cast a bunch of spells which gives them a flexibility that another aggro warband might not have like rippas right so 
Uh, I think the final score for that one was like 18 to 5 or something like that. It was pretty much blown out. Um, so we re-racked. Uh, setup was basically the same for both games. We were pretty much squared off because we both wanted to be able to get into each other's territory for the objectives. Um, this one was quite a bit closer. Um, he was able to put a lot of damage down early, so... I did still end up killing Kagura round one, but he got a kill with Kagura before she went down. So I was at two fighters. He was at three. Um, and we were kind of back and forth a little bit. Um, and I made a little bit of a mistake I in that I positioned myself for scoring um, Knight's Triumphant uh, at the end of round one. But that meant that I had two fighters standing next to each other and he was going to be able to inspire. I sort of had the choice of like mm. score my objective or deny his inspire because mm. um, I, I had a way that I could have denied it. Um, and so he gets boosted stats. I score my glory, but he wins the roll off, comes in. Uh, I think I basically was in a position where I thought I'm relatively safe. I will stand here and I shot at um, whatever the wizard in there. I can never remember her name. Mm, good <laughs> question. I've tried to erase it from my mind. Yeah, right. But anyway. Zarshia. Zarshia. She was, she was right there within reach of both my fighters. So I was just like, yep, that seems fine. She's easier to hit. She's got fewer wounds. Let's just take her out. Um, so I thought... I'm all good. Uh, in doing that, though, <laughs> I, I left myself open for a Dower Kragen charge with Mighty Swing. Oh, no. And <laughs> he came in and hit both attacks and put three damage on my two remaining fighters. Oh, my gosh. And afterwards, he was like, man, no crits. And I like he hadn't rolled any crits yet the game. And I was like, well, why? Did, why? Why would you care? It's not like you had Grievous <laughs> or anything. Like You shouldn't be getting upset. Oh, you both your attacks. Does. Yeah, but he had that power card in hand yeah. that would have boosted the damage. So, yeah, uh, yeah could have been could have been a quick end if yeah. he had gotten a little lucky. Um, so I learned something there. Thankfully, I didn't end up needing it, but um, it ended up getting down to just one of the Stormcast remaining, and then I was able to basically Voltron that one up and just go to town with spells and ended up clearing uh his fighters by the end of round two again so yeah. overall not a very close match but it, it definitely made me sweat in that second game where it was like oh and i'm gonna come in scything and it's like oh no i didn't plan for that <laughs> yeah and it's not typically the warband that you think you have to worry much about that right? no not at all yeah. so yeah. i mean i definitely was uh you know, the aggro was so fast in that game that he, Alex really didn't have much of a chance to score anything. So the the overall glory diff was huge. I don't know how, I don't remember off the top of my head what it was, but I think I was at like plus 30 or something on the match. Mm. Um, so I, I think, <laughs> you know, somebody who is willing to just stick with their favorite warband like that is very admirable. Yeah. Um, I almost feel bad that it's like, his favorite warband is just so hard to play because uh, he loves them so much and it's just yeah. always so rough. So yeah. um, 
kudos, Alex, for sticking with your guns. Yeah, for sure. Want to lead us into round two here? Yeah, sure. So after getting zero two, I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll match up against somebody who also got kind of trashed and <laughs> we'll just have like a nice chill game. And they call that the pairings after lunch. And I was like, I'm playing against Ephilim? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Uh, and Scott was like, yeah, I ran it twice because I figured it must be wrong, but it's right. And what had happened was uh, uh, was Brian had actually, he played against Ben's mad scientist, Void Cursed Thrall Shadeborn. Uh, yeah. And he'd gotten, he'd won one of them pretty well. And then he had... Uh, played his second one and they'd gotten longboarded and then the Shadeborn, as far as I can tell, like we're just diving in from the edges uh, and managed to snipe Ephilim out of the back, uh, which, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And so they had one game to one and they did not have time to get anything into their third game, which with two hours, that's, um, I, they, they must, there, there are some pretty thinky games, I guess. Cause, um, that, yeah. uh, uh, so he, he actually came out of that round one with a draw. So, so, uh, somehow that, that meant, I think because my, maybe it was because I was owned two, but my glory differential was negative one since I tied and lost by one. Right. Uh, that, uh, that it meant I was maybe most of the losers had gone own two, uh, and I just had the best differential of them or something like that. So, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, I've played a fair, not as many as, as, uh, a, a lot, uh, not as many as some, but I've, I've played enough against Ephilims to have some idea of it. And this is like, I, you know, I got nothing to lose. I, I'm not in a position to win this. I'm just going to kind of give it my best shot and, uh, went really hard. I, uh, I think Brian made me go first one time and then I just chose to the other time, uh, and was able to kind of aggressively, deny get into position deny the uh, closing the circle you know the um no yeah uh and then just be getting on objectives that i knew he wanted uh and that meant he had to kill me to get me off which would actually advance my game plan uh and then sometimes you just miss uh and here what i was figuring out that i'd like to do is i was uh, void cursing murgoth so i had a three wound fighter with one block so he could take a hit from most of his warband uh get in there and it would, yeah, yeah, it would yeah. take two hits and um Ephilims is incredibly accurate when they want to be, depending on who they've inspired and how they've positioned and all that sort of thing. Um, and in this, Brian managed to do some really rude things with uh, Flame Spooler. And uh, I had just the board I'd picked, I'd, I'd set two fighters next to each other and they got splashed. And then he used center attention to do another big splash uh, with a glory seeker sort of thing. So it kind of went all in on a couple of flame spooler attacks that, that paid off for him. So I did not, I, I knocked him down to just two fighters and then did not make it with any fighters by the, at the very start of the third round, the last of my fighters just sort of fell over and died from, uh, mm -hmm. flame spooler attacks. That's rough. And, uh, but I was like, hi, I got kind of a good grip of stuff to score. I think I'd managed to score survival of the fittest already. Uh, and so I had about five glory that was going to score. Um, and we kept it pretty close. I was like, I might, I don't think I've got it, but I might. But then he drew his, uh, resurrection. Uh, oh man. You know, <laughs> so then he was back to three and then he got on three and scored nine in phase glory, um, for, for being on, 
on three and a couple, I think he had several different ways to do that. So supremacy, um, the supremacy with a wizard and then, uh, maybe claim the prize. Um, mm. so, um, it was, uh, that, that one felt really close until the final score was actually added up and then it wasn't close, which is often how I feel with Ephelim is like, yeah. I feel like I'm playing them close and then I look up and I just got blown out. Um, <clears throat> but right back into the second time, this time I got to have advantage in objectives, which I, I think I wanted in this to try to force him have a little more, um, say over how the objectives got positioned for fearsome fortress purposes. And then, um, uh, just have the three, have as many as I could in spots where I could get them, uh, to score some of my end phase stuff and leaned again into the denying. And this one, this one actually, um, went pretty well. Uh, Brian, let me know early and often how many crits Emmett was rolling here for me. <laughs> uh, he kept saying like, check him for performance enhancing drugs. Uh, I, I, uh, I do think they're pretty good, it, but it was also a matter of, once the ball got rolling, I kept on getting more ritual counters. And once I had more yeah. ritual counters, I was re-rolling again and again, you know, with some weapons. So I had some, I had some fairly accurate attacks. But even the ones that were not necessarily all that accurate were, were doing pretty well. Or, or just be that thing where like, hey, I've got a re-roll. Uh, I don't need the re-roll because I rolled crit success. You know, so um, <laughs> good. Problem it was the same thing where like Ephilim, and I managed to kill Ephilim somewhere at the end of round two or early round three, I want to say. So feeling great. And, you know, I think I maybe even got him wiped. Uh, he was either wiped or down to just one. I was like, man, okay, at least he blew me out. Now I'm going to blow him out. Uh, I barely won it. <laughs> he, yeah. He still, like, scored a whole bunch with almost nothing left. And uh, I think I won that one by three glory. And he was pointing, like, he was like, ah, oh, if this one different play happened in the last round, uh, then I, I would have put it to tiebreakers. I was like, what in the world are you talking about? Like, I was able to, <laughs> your, your um, whole war band was dead. How are you? Yeah. Winning that? <laughs> uh, and so then, uh, we only, so these games took a really long time, unfortunately. So we did not, we had to make a decision. Like we know we don't have enough time to play game three. Uh, I think we literally only had 15 minutes. And so then it was like, well, what do we do? And I was like, well, it feels uh, it feels a little silly to sit here and stare at each other. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it my best shot. You know, again, like I don't really have anything to lose on this. I have already gone. zero and two, I, I know that my game plan really kind of wants to go longer term, have, have enough time for a lot of people to die. So, uh, survival of the fittest uncounted cost. And, um, and of course my third end phase can, can trigger, but I've, I've got, you know, maybe if, maybe your stuff lands, right. And, uh, I did, I was like in the lead. I think I was two to zero for a little while. I was, I'd, I'd gotten some kills and was, uh, once again, sort of denying his stuff. Um, and then I think I just, I needed one more void curse to die and I could have gotten uncounted cost. Uh, had some, had some stuff dropping, but then it ended up being all, all I could score was one glory in the end phase. And so I think I ended on five glory and, uh, he'd gotten a couple and then had like a five glory end phase, um, that usually, I mean, you always just figure Ephilim is going to get anywhere yeah. from three to seven to nine. Uh, and so I lost at five, seven. So I went down one, one to two on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were, there were tough games. I wish we would have played them faster. I, the, the last one we really had to blitz through even just to get one round in. Um, and, uh, I, I think that's, a uh, 
I'll, we'll have to get in Brian's ear going forward because uh, those are those are generously long rounds, and I think that was two two in a row that he'd gone, um, not been able to to get yeah. three in. So, I, and I'm not saying that was all him. Like he and I mm-hmm. tend to have very slowed down, thinky games. Um, so I just need to, even when it's like that, uh, learn to learn to play a little more crisply and, and quickly. Yeah, um, I mean, since we're talking about the clock, I. I definitely felt like two hours is a lot. And I, I had kind of a longer discussion with Skylar about like, you know, <laughs> it would, it would it almost be better. And this is completely hypothetical. I don't, I don't really know. I, I personally think that, you know, shorter round lengths is not a bad thing because generally when you give people more time, they use the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of like, would if we cut some of the time, would it like, have people thinking i don't have a lot of time so i need to play faster but then it's like well it's a local tournament and you know some people aren't used to this so we don't want to like have people losing because they're having to rush or because they run out of time so yeah it's sort of a give and take i don't really know where people stand on it as like what is the right amount of time and what's the right thing to do um one thing we had discussed that might be kind of nice as like a training tool and maybe even something that could be implemented at tournaments, but it'd be another thing to track would be chess clocks where it's like each player knows that in total, like there's a certain amount of time for a match that you have as a player. And so that way, like if somebody has like a much more thinky deck, they need to be like on it because you're going to be burning a lot more time than your opponent kind of thing. So yeah, um, I'd be interested just to just to try it out, just to have some sense of like, okay, because I, 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 you always it, it's very rare that you're like I'm the person where you think that you're the person that's slowing things down, right? Even though right. that, you know, half the time it probably is, you know. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it'd be it'd be I would like the experiment just to be like, how much time am I spending? Because I know I know there's time where I'm like, where I'm you know, conscious of how much time I'm spending, like, uh, sorry, you know, kind of a tough spot right here. Really having to think about it or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it, if you train that, it becomes the thing where like, there's the turns where what you want to do is a layup. It's like, I definitely know that this is the thing to do. I'm going to do, get it done really fast. And it gives you that time then for those turns where you're like, I really don't know what the right move is. And you can take that time because you've sort of banked it for yourself, but it's definitely something to experiment with. definitely something I'd like to hear other folks opinions on in the community to be like, where are people landing? Cause I've heard a lot of people say like, well, the game's getting so much more complex and you can't play it as fast as you used to be able to. So, um, something to watch. I, I definitely wouldn't like to see rounds go above two hours. That would be kind of crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What was your round two looking like? I got to play jazz, which is always a fun matchup no matter what she's playing, but her shade born today. Well, that day we're, uh, running tooth and claw, which is not something I've actually seen before, but it made sense. Um, so I pretty much knew this is going to be all aggro and just trying to get the kills in, um, and plenty of pings because they have some internally and then tooth and claw lets you bring another and, so yeah. I expected a bloody game. I just knowing that I had like range and a lot of spell pings and stuff, I kind of expected jazz to 
try to like set me up more and be like, I'm going to like use these, uh, you know, the shadow jumpy abilities to like do the assassination run kind of things rather than just stand and fight. Um, but round one, uh, we were squared off cause I got to choose how the boards were oriented and set up all the objectives. And I, I kind of expected her to hang back a little bit. And very first thing she did was move the crossbow guy right up to the front and take a shot at my face. I was just <laughs> like, all right, it's going to be that kind of game. Um, so it was pretty fun. Uh, it, it ended up just being a lot of back and forth of like, she'd charge and then I'd charge and then she'd charge and then she, I'd use a ping and she'd use a ping. And so like by act, uh, activation two of round two, I think uh, I had one fighter left and she had one fighter left. Um, and so before the end of round two, uh, I had managed to wipe her out and, um, I had more passive scoring. So after all the dust had settled, I was able to get like three or four more glory after all, everyone was dead, but it was a nice close game. Um, I actually don't remember what the totals were in each game. I know that I won the round though, uh, with, a pretty big amount of total extra glory because in our second game, even though she was able to longboard me, it kind of worked to my advantage because it sort of trickled all of her fighters in one at a time. Oh yeah. And then it ended up being where I was like, okay, and now I get to zap your fighter and now <laughs> I get to zap your fighter. And so it was, it was, uh, it was not as close of a game because I wasn't getting attacked from as many angles was pretty much move to the middle and then go turret mode sure um, yeah so so the second round there's not a lot to really talk about it was kind of um you know she didn't really land a lot of hits until the very end and then it was just her leader trying to teleport sort of to the middle-ish and try and land hits and at that point i was already tooled up and that's really tough when it's three ranged fighters all going after one um because you just end up in those situations where it's like no matter what i do here i'm putting myself in risk of getting blown off the board and yeah um i think maybe that's the one thing about both flms and um storm coven that i really don't love is that they have so many ranged fighters like it almost seems mm. like they could have given them one or two ranged fighters per warband rather than like the entire warband having ranged attacks. Mm. Um, but uh, it's neither here nor there, I guess. It's it's too late to change the design of the warbands, but it just feels like uh, somewhat similar to Night Vault, end of Night Vault, early Beast Grave when people were running... Um, the curse breakers and a lot of thundrix and it was like i'm just running into a kill zone and it's just getting lit up every time i try and cross that midline but yeah a really fun match but not one that ended up being uh very close in the end the first game made it feel like i was gonna be like having to really work to stay alive and then the second game like i said it ended up being just the sort of meat grinder for the elves Mm. 
so on my end now, I am 0-2. Uh, I've only won one game out of the five that I've played so far. Uh, and so unsurprisingly, I'm somewhere way down at the bottom, and I actually end up getting the buy. Uh, and I think it was a sign of like how much I was still enjoying myself despite like losing a lot that I was legit disappointed. I was like legit bummed <laughs> that I was yeah. uh, was in the buy. Uh, now, Skyler, to his credit, worked out kind of a cool system where um, because this was being held literally like the day after the Plague Pack was uh, – you know, street legal, basically. Um, he had our, our review copy, uh, that he brought and had built a championship deck for and would offer to, uh, offer to play. Like you couldn't play a full match. Like you, you just say, you know, here's on your buy, here's a win with some amount of tiebreaker potential. Uh, because he, he was kind of doing the cool thing, which was to make sure that he was giving the attention to the, the people who are, uh, in the term, you know, like, cause he was, he can't really fully play a game and still, you know, run yeah. everything. But that was kind of a, a fun treat was to be able to like anyone who was not, who had that by had the opportunity to play plague pack probably for the first time for, for most of them, uh, or for everybody except the lucky ones of us who have, uh, gotten to, uh, work with the review copy to try and create some content with it. Um, for us again, you know, I mentioned that my, my son had been my dice and, uh, counter caddy. Uh, we had the idea and Skyler was totally game for it. Uh, Emmett and I flipped spots. So then I became his dice roller and counter caddy and he, uh, ran the war band in, we just did like a best of one, took it nice and slow. Cause you know, I was still kind of, kind of learning had no idea what most of the cards were doing. So I had to like stop and read each one. Uh, and that was really fun. It was really cool to see plague pack and it was a plague pack that was running with pure carnage against, uh, grass racks despoilers that were running with pure carnage. So, uh, so if you wanted a action packed and, and, uh, kill heavy game, uh, you were going to get it. So, yeah. Yeah. So round three was a buy, but it was a, a game and it just really felt in the spirit of the day for me where, uh, it was really fun. And I, I watched my son kind of light up when I was like, Hey, you, you want to play this one and I'll, I'll be your, you know, support staff. And it was like, yeah, sure. And, uh, and then Skyler was really awesome with him. Uh, and you know, he would, uh, what was, what was helpful is that, so I think, you know, Emmett really kind of understands the mechanics of the game at this point by and large, uh, except for like some of the very corner case stuff, yep. uh, he's still learning some of the strategy. And so because we were playing like nice and really slow and Skyler would get up and I'd have a chance to kind of, uh, engage in some sort of whispered conversation with them and be like, Hey, like, here's what I think. Or first I'd be like, what do you think your plan should be here? And then I say, that's pretty good. Like, what do you think about this? And kind of do some stuff. And, um, and so he was, you know, he was getting a ton of help from me and, uh, Skyler was kind of announcing Skyler was good about like presenting, like playing some things that were countering, you know, Emmett was trying to get uh despoilers stand on three, and uh, Skyler was able to kind of make some plays to make that difficult. Like we did a gambit to be able to do it in our next activation. And Skyler used a gambit of his own to like make it hard and present like this interesting decision point. Um, but then also like, uh, I, you know, I, I knew on some level, I'm like his, his foot can't possibly be on the gas right now. And the, the one moment that like, I couldn't even control myself because uh, Skyler was discarding cards. He's like, all right, I'm going to discard weighty blessing. And and I was like, 
I was like, you did what? And Skylar like, <laughs> like just winked at me. He's like, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Playing against an actual child. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I met, and I got to, to win that one. Um, but with, you know, not, not with it uh, being, you got, you know, there were, there were some real meaningful roles and, and all that sort of thing. And, and uh, some ups and downs to the game. And so I think you really enjoyed it. And, we're, we're about to take a, a trip we weren't planning on. We'll be gone for a few days, but um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But he's he's excited for some more, which was exactly what you wanted out of that. Um, awesome. But uh, at the very other end of the uh, um, <laughs> results situation, you were you were uh, playing your third round. Yeah, um, playing playing my third round, I I hadn't necessarily expected to be top table. Um, just because I've I've also not been playing a lot recently. I I just life has been uh all over the place and so i've missed the last like six weeks of league and just gotten the random vassal game in for the podcast and so i was like eh i i kind of know this warband i've been playing them for a long time but i i don't know but i ended up at top table um and it was cool to be playing bobby um bobby won our last uh local tournament so he was top table back-to-back tournaments um so i was like okay I know I'm in for a real game here and this is going to be tough. Um, and his head crackers are really good. So um, pretty excited. I was pretty excited to see what he had in store um, to see like what the differences were between his build um, and what Skylar had used with them and what he had done at our last tournament because he played them in Nemesis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so our first game, we started out uh, squared off um we were uh kind of doing similar things uh he was he was fearsome fortress so he wanted to be sort of on those middle ground objectives i kind of liked having objectives close to the middle board so we were doing a lot of like blocking each other out with placing our objectives which is always really fun and Mm, you can yeah i love that mini game getting getting that like extra level to the game at the start is always something where you're like okay this is going to be really good because we're both actually like meaningfully placing these to counter our opponent's plays and so we ended up uh with a a pretty good mix but i i was able to keep him to only two in the midline i think um because of being able to use enough placement to block those objectives sure um Sort of what I realized in doing that, though, is that I, I didn't give myself as many landing points as I probably should have for my own objective. Oh, um, man, it, it is funny. Like you you start like your brain is so much to process, right? It's yeah. exactly that where like I'll, you know, sometimes sit back and like dust my hands off and be like, I did it. You know, I, I really messed him up. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and then I'm like, whoops. oh, I may claim the prize very hard for myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. yeah. So um I I was I was sort of looking at the board and being like, oh, I've got like one literally like one spot that feels doable for Knights Arcanum. That's probably not great. <laughs> um, but it was it was sort of like, okay, uh this should be interesting. We'll have to like really play over these objectives. And we both started out with mulligans. I, I think he had to pitch his objectives because he had his um, uh, the great hunt in his mm. opening hand. And it's like, you're not going to yeah. hold that. And yeah. I had a grip of three upgrades. And 
I think I had burnt out in my opening hand as my one surge. And I was just like, okay, so I need to get rid of these. And of course, what did I do? I drew into four <laughs> upgrades. So uh, really, really rough start for me. I was like, okay, so maybe maybe I just have to like play the denial plan here, but I also need to like work towards getting kills because it's the only way I can get enough glory to sort of get the train rolling. Yeah. Um, so we had one of the more frustrating games <laughs> after mm. doing all of that because we both were rolling so well that none of us could land any attacks. <laughs> I think between the two of us, we landed three or four attacks throughout the whole game. Um, and the final score with a lot of just like back and forth charges onto objectives and pings and pushing and stuff was that I think I had four to his two. That was a full game? Full game. What? <laughs> what is going yeah. on? I've, uh, oh my God. Legitimately one of the weirdest games that I've ever played uh, where it was oh, like, wow. I've got the plan. I've got everything down. We just need the dice. And he he was rolling, like you mentioned in your game, where it was like, oh, I just get crit out of this stuff. And he's just not, not losing fighters. Well, his defense dice were super hot. He double critted, I think, twice. Um, <laughs> he, he was critting all over the place. I, I mean, I even got it kind of exasperated at some points where I was just like, really, again, you rolled more crits. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, he couldn't land his attacks. Uh, yeah. he, couldn't, he couldn't roll well for his attack rolls. And I was getting out of them with pretty good defense rolls, but I wasn't critting like he was. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just these these situations where it was like, all right, coming in with this charge with wallop. If this lands, that's like he's got the glory train started and then nothing. Um, uh-huh. Like we just <laughs> couldn't get anything going. And it was just really sort of a, a burner, I guess, of a game where it was like, oh, I, I have to figure out some way to get this started. But not, neither of us could do it. Right. Um, so we go into the second game. He squares us up again. And, um, pretty much the plan felt like, okay, it's, it's the same thing. We're going to, we're going to place the objectives the same way. Like the first game was just weird and that is exactly what it was. And we ended up going in and it was just really, really bloody this time. And so there was a lot of back and forth of actually just like landing hits and getting people dead. And he got to a point where I think I had one fighter left and I was just trying to figure out what I could do. And uh, he he didn't deny enough of my scoring, but he ended up having just enough glory to put him over the edge with Great Hunters, um, where it was like, I, I know that I gave up too much and mm-hmm. he was able to come back uh, in that one. So, so we had to go to three. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is that in going to three, we'd been playing at a pretty good clip. Um, and so we had like a full 30 minutes left for our third game. And I was like, okay, so we're definitely yeah, going to get this in. That's, but I, uh, that's got a little tip of the hat to Bobby for being such a new player. He can yeah. move through his games really quickly. I'm, I think, I'm pretty impressed with that. I, so. I agree. And I think it helped that he was playing a war band he was really familiar with. Oh, for um, sure. Is one that he's repped a ton and one that he was also, it sounds like planning on bringing to, um, Nova. So he, uh, Oh, nice. You know, it's getting some of those extra reps. So it's just get that muscle memory down. 
Okay. And and so we we go into the third game and I was trying to think like, okay, what did I do wrong? And it basically felt like I gave him too many attacks where like I was trying to be aggressive and he was trying to be aggressive. And it, it was a lot harder for me to make everything work with three fighters and not as mm. well. I have a lot of accuracy too, but yeah. uh, you know, head crackers have so many tricks for being accurate. Right. And so he, I, th- I want to say that he won the roll off, but gave me choice for how to deploy the boards. Cause he was like, I want the objectives. Okay. And so I just like was thinking about it, thinking about it. And I was like, I should just like slide these apart. And I just long like made it not hallway, but like squared off at the uh, full offset. And he just looked at it and he's like, I think I'm losing this one. And I was like, <laughs> Ooh, I think I got something here. <laughs> and I was thinking back to the last time we had played. Um, and in that game, which was at our last tournament uh, in Nemesis, I was still playing these guys, but it was Nemesis, which is very different. But uh, I was like, you know, they they need to land attacks. Everything's so aggressive with their warband. They're trying to attack and trying to do uh, a lot of killing so they can pick up primacy. And then, you know, off of primacy, they can snowball into other things. Right. So I just held back. I, I had a, a decent hand where I had Trace the Ley Lines and I had... Um, uh, I don't know what it's called, but the one where you just uh, have to cast more spells than your opponent. And I was like, you know what? I think if I just hang back, he's going to come to me and I can score like two or three glory in this first round and see what happens. And that's exactly what it was. He was trying to come in with wallop and try and get damage going, but he couldn't reach many of my fighters because I deployed far enough back. And so it, it, it became, again, the thing of like, once he'd charged, he couldn't do enough damage for the one shots. So it was like, okay, now I'm pretty much safe. So now I just light him up with all my uh, different fighters and I can kind of do whatever I want. And so he was down to, so he was really good with like being able to stop damage and heal. And, um, but I got wall up down and then I put damage on to uh, head going into the second round and because of the way that we are set up and because of the block hexes that were on my board i was able to use the flying that i could give my whole warband to basically mm. once Ooh, we were nice. into the second game i could basically flip and jump out into his territory once he had moved into mine and yeah. he would stand on the objectives that i needed and oh, he cool. was like not fast enough to come back to me I like that play. That's cool. I kind of played the whole of the last game as like a control matchup where he was just trying to chase me down. Mm. Um, And, and I, I think at a certain point he just kind of, I don't know that he gave up, but it was like, it seemed like he was a little defeated because it was like, Oh no, it was so close. And then like the deployment just lost it for me. I've, I've um, been in that spot where like I, I played it, played it super close. I'm like, Hey, it's all in there. And then real early in that third game, you're like, I think it just all, I think I, I think I took a close thing and, and made it, made it not close anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess to add insult to injury, I managed to pick up primacy twice in that match. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh yeah so i hadn't played against primacy in such a long time uh that uh the first thing i thought when we lined up and i was running this deck that was you know tons of guys were gonna die was just like oh i'm gonna give a lot of primacy up and i was like no actually i'm not because uh because primacy, like I'm gonna do so much self damage, all my guys will have like damage on me. I'm like, no, he's head crack. He's just gonna get it. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, but I think I, I managed to steal it off him uh, once in each game. You know, yeah. which is not bad. Yeah. But uh, you know, despite how the final match went, um, tip of the cap to Bobby for having a really strong showing and playing it really close through the whole yeah. game. Um, I mean, I, I really had to sort of change tactics and it, I mean, it paid off, but it was like, I really had to think and be like, wait a minute, I need to, I need to reevaluate. I can't just keep playing the way I've been playing all day. Cause he's going to beat yeah. me if I do that. That's a very satisfying win where like you can get there from an adjustment. Um, I, I, what I will second that tip of the hat to Bobby. I think he's been a great addition to our, our local group. Um, he's picked up the game really fast as really great sport he really wants you to like bring your a game yeah it's just been really fun yeah and it sounds like he's been playing a lot on vassal too so he's he's oh, getting cool. to see a lot of what people are doing online and yeah and learning from all the it sounds like losses that he's racking up online so cool. uh, really cool to have somebody who's like really ambitious and is really really diving in deep yeah yeah i agree but uh, that that was the tournament. I, I managed to take it, um, and it was a really good day. And I was really glad that we had the turnout that we did because, you know, I think the last time we did champs, it was like just the yeah, we just had six, six of us, and they're all local. So yeah, yeah. Um, so we were half again as big, and we we got a little bit out of town. And I'd like to keep working on that. I think we might be able to get some of the Milwaukee. Uh, it sounds like there's an event. Um, they have an event happens uh, once in a while, so I think we maybe get a little bit of an exchange program going. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that would be cool. Um, um, I was just thinking where it was like, man, it used to be nice to drive down and play at Cataclysm. Yeah. Um, just to sort of have that back and forth, and now yeah. it doesn't seem like they run anything there anymore. So. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned you, uh, you took the day, uh, so let's run down the rest of the results. Uh, yeah. and I want to just say a special shout out to Skyler who, who ran a real smooth event. Yep. Um, and he made some custom prize support. I think, uh, he's shown it on most of the, the discord channels at this point, but it was, uh, he had, he had this, uh, kind of, uh, great two pronged idea. One that he wanted to be able to give some additional prize support. Uh, and he had this idea, like I, I could make it uh, best in Grand Alliance, uh, so that right. even if you are not at the top table, you got something to compete for. Uh, and so, like Mike and Mike and Bobby are duking it out for you know best destruction and all sort of thing. But what he made were these uh, uh, sort of laser cut uh, custom activation tokens that have they've got a little what the hex on them, and then uh, your um, your uh, grand alliance icon on it and uh i thought that was super awesome as i really loved getting those in, in the early seasons they made them for every war band they don't make them anymore and so just having something custom like that was was super cool so yeah um so you uh obviously as the winner you were also the top order yep um brian was uh the top chaos he came in second and he also got best painted with a very lovely um very lovely FLMs uh, painted up. I also want to give a um, tip of the hat to Jimmy. I let Emmett uh, uh, use my vote. Basically, I was like, "You, you pick the one you think looks coolest." And he actually he picked Jimmy's uh, uh, Jimmy's uh, Crimson Court. 
he really liked them. So, uh, and they were, they're real, real nice, uh, scheme on them too. Uh, Jimmy was the best death and best sports. So, uh, Brian and Jimmy got, there's a, uh, I don't know if uh, we've mentioned this, but like the, there is a card specifically for best sportsmen in the, uh, yeah. current tournament support pack, um, which, uh, which I covet. <laughs> it would be cool to get. I, 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 it's, uh, but it's tough when you're uh, playing in an environment that has like jazz and Ben. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. How do you, how do you be yeah. the, the cool yeah. guy who is just yeah. like, I'm have, fun to play and everybody loves me. <laughs> I, have to, I have to like steal jazz's coffee and then like, you know, uh, secretly kick Ben in the shins or something. So that he's cranky. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then Bobby took best destruction and, uh, and it was, uh, it was a good time. It was like a real good. So I think, you know, from 10 and we wrapped it I don't know, like, uh, just before six. Yeah. A little before six. So a long day, but that was with uh, a lunch break and some real generous round timing. And it felt, it felt like a really good amount. Um, how uh, I, I just wanted to, before we kind of wrap the whole episode, I just wanted to take a second to kind of talk about uh, at the end is how do you feel about where you're at with the game and where the game is at in general? Um, and I don't know, you, yeah. you, you want to take that first? Or you sure, sure. Um, All right. So I think that on the whole, the game's in a pretty good spot. Um, I have a couple caveats that I'll get to. I, I, the thing that really has me feeling good about where the game is at is how much more accessible it is while not losing depth of design. Um, I feel like the cards that are available are still complex. They still offer lots of interesting, varied ways to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like a lot of the warband designs. So I, I feel like these last two seasons have had a lot of good flavor and the game as a whole, like I said, it seems like it's in a good place. Now right. the caveats, okay. <laughs> when you look at these two seasons and you look at the warbands in sort of comparison to each other, there is a massive gulf in strength of design between the top war bands and everything else. Mm. And I don't know how they manage that <laughs> because it's like, you've got Ephilim's storm coven and Gnarl spirit pack all at the top where it's like everything in their design meshes really well. And all of their cards are bangers. Like, yeah, you can basically pick them up straight out of the box and be super good to go. And I, I'm, I'm not even sure Gnarl Spirit Pack is there after if their beta rule is in effect. Um, True. I, I, are, you, are you talking about like out of the box? Just it, yeah, straight out of the box. Game. You just look at the design of the warband, like without all the extras added in and without mm-hmm. any restrictions. Um, it's like clearly <laughs> there's a difference in power here, and yeah. it shouldn't have been to that degree. I don't think. Like I don't know how we get something like that to happen. Um, yeah. And I had talked with Skylar a couple of different times about like, yeah, this kind of sucks. And then it's like thinking back on it where it's like, this is a little bit like Grimwatch, like Grimwatch was a strong outlier, but they were the only one. It wasn't like the entirety of Beastgrave was problematic in its warband design, right? Like 
Right. I'm not and just remembering that, that also, wrong. <laughs> no, no, uh, they weren't. And, and that also occurred at a time where, you know, so I think it, there were times in that meta where it was Grimwatch and I think um, the uh, uh, Thorns of the Briar Queen were still in the conversation there. Yep. And then um, Stormstar's Curse Breakers. Could still do stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so like the three of those were kind of floating around the top, but we were in a, we were in a championship as a primary format, uh, which is adjustable with Forsaken and Restricted. And we're at a time where the Forsaken and Restricted was felt more responsive. Somebody may call me out on this. Like there may have been bigger gaps than I'm remembering, but I felt like there were some changes there. And it, it, it still, even though they were an outlier, they didn't feel like quite as big an outlier, I think as, uh, Ephilims and to maybe a lesser extent storm coven, um, does right now yeah for for me with flm here's the thing is like i actually really enjoy the games that i play like most of the games i play against them i actually really enjoy uh and it's just that like like i said when i look up and be like man i feel like i had great dice and played my ass off and i am just barely winning this game uh and it'll be something like you're going to like wow they're really tough they've got great models and i know they're going to have uh all these objectives that i'm learning better how to counterplay and i'm going to work real hard to counterplay those objectives and then like a power card will come out and you're like that power card is so good like yeah that, just <laughs> that, <laughs> you need just a channel to bring a guy back or you just need a channel and everybody on the board has a defensive reroll, or or like or you heal one every time you take damage on this upgrade i'm like yeah I, just these where i'm like man this is is just and it's so backbreaking when you're looking at the upgrades in your hand and like, I got some okay ones or got some good ones, but nothing, nothing on that order. So it's the thing where like, if I'm looking at the individual game and especially for me in this one where I was like, I'd already been zero two. And so it was kind of out of it. And so I, I, you know, maybe I felt a little more liberated where I was like, I don't really have all that much on the line here. Uh, and I'm like, I'm just, uh, in a nothing to lose situation, but you know, I, so I really enjoy the individual games. I just don't like, it feels bad to be thinking like if I want to do anything, I've got to have a game plan. I, I don't know. And then I think there's a bigger question. It's like, I don't, I don't know what you do about them in nemesis. You don't have a far list. I mean, nobody has a far list by and large. Yeah. Right now. There's, there's no, a far list can't fix nemesis right now it, for those situations. Yeah. And that, that could be a problem. And so. And that is sort of to my point of like, how, how did we end up with sort of a pretty strong disparity in warband design where you don't have the levers to pull, at least as of right now to fix yeah. nemesis. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe they can fix it by introducing new like warbands and cards into the game that can counter the really powerful war bands. Right. But it, it's, it's like you said, it's a little disappointing where it's like, you've got this outlier who really is just that strong and you really have to play around them. Um, I mean, Grimwatch felt a little bit to the same degree, but you didn't, like you said, we didn't play nemesis. So you also didn't yeah. have to think about like having this lower design ceiling for your deck. Right. Um, it is what it is, I suppose. At this point, um, I like we'll see what happens. I'm I'm hoping that maybe there can be some like 
designed anti-magic tech that sort of helps keep things in line. Um, yeah. I'm also wondering like what, what does rotation look like? And I think, uh, you know, we assume we kind of have an idea of what it's going to be that we're probably just losing hero deep and that, you know, the, that shifts things quite a bit, but I'm, yeah. I'm also wondering because, you know, the, the game plan from GW seems to be, we're going to push nemesis and then we kind of have this natural off ramp almost for championship where it's like taking it down a level where championship won't be, you know, once, once the universal pool as it used to be is no longer in the game, championship mm-hmm. looks a lot different. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if they're going to like do that early and they're just going to say all of it. Nether maze back is out mm-hmm. and move that release paradigm up and be like, no, we're not waiting another year. Like the universal pool is now just rivals decks. And I don't, mm, yeah. I don't know that I would be opposed to that necessarily, but it would be a huge change and I don't know what sure. it would look like. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but some question marks and, and it's going to be a, it'll be a topic of conversation for us right here, you know, moving forward. Yeah. So, uh, looking forward yeah. to whatever the new box is and whatever that yeah. is going to bring. I think, I think there's a lot to love with the game right now. If you can, you know, set expectations properly. Sure. Uh, and for me, it was, uh, you know, I had a, I had a great day. Um, and I've talked a number of times about like the difference in sort of expectations. Um, and you know, a really cool thing that came out of for me is like, uh, Emmett was pretty energized. My, my son was pretty energized, uh, about it, uh, to the extent that like, uh, he's, he was going to be upstairs reading while I was recording here. And what he wanted to do was, uh, take my card binder and read through the cards for star blood stalkers. Cause he wants to, he wants to put a nemesis, uh, build together for them and then play a bunch. Cause he, he wants to like know a deck really well so that he can play without having to like learn the cards on the fly. So, all right. Uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. He made sure Skylar knew that even though his current favorite right now is, is star blood, that his second favorite, uh, is the wild hunt. So, Oh, well, <laughs> didn't, didn't want to alienate Skylar too much. No. Um, and for me, I, I spent so much of the last, almost the last year, just like skipping from warband to warband, even ones I'd focus on. Like, I think the deepest dive I took was maybe on the cunning crew. And even that was maybe just 10 games. Uh, I kind of, I really feel like I want to try and deep dive something, pick something and really just, get to know them, you know, pick something that I haven't spent a lot of time with before. Don't return to an old favorite. Do, do something that, you know, not necessarily don't grab something that's top of the top of the pile, but something I'm maybe a little out of my comfort zone or something like that. And try them in a bunch of different formats, try them in rivals, nemesis championship, and just, uh, uh, feel what it is to, you know, do that, do that thing where you like get to know our warband really well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, get to that next level where you're like learning, little tricks and things and yeah. play patterns. Yeah. And it's tough because every time I see like a new warband, I'm excited to check out that mechanic, but I, I just want to, want to try something out. Uh, it's been a while since I got to do that. And so, um, I will do that with, you know, without, without any kind of event on the horizon for me and without Nova and such, then, um, I got be fun to do that. And, and, uh, maybe be really experienced with something come Adepticon or whatever the first next thing I can do is. 
yeah, sounds good. Well, you, you know, you've got a play partner at home now, so <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I can't. I can't wait to get uh, the great the great plan scored on me under my own roof. Yeah, my, my own flesh and blood scoring the great plan on me. What does the world come to? So. Yeah. <laughs> but that was it. I just wanted to say another uh, big thanks to Skyler and a congrats to you and the the rest of the folks who went home with something and you know just anyone who showed up and had fun i guess so, yeah absolutely um yeah i hope uh, i hope folks can get to enjoy wherever wherever you are i hope you get to get some some level of the enjoyment that we we got a chance to have here um any more thoughts before we start wrapping up here i don't think so other than that you know uh for anybody who's out there nearby or Anybody who's maybe even not nearby but is willing to travel, we would love to see you guys at the next tournament that we have. And absolutely, um, you know, we we play at a very high level, and I I think it's fair <laughs> to say that we don't really have a way to turn that completely off. But I think people can come to our tournaments and have a really good experience, and it's not super cutthroat, and it is you know without you know ingrandizing ourselves to be like, Ooh, look at how great we are. But it's like, we have a really cool community. And I think that it is, it shows in how much fun people have and, and how much of a good time it can be, whether people are winning or losing. Um, so, yeah, um, I will, I will caveat your statement with saying that I think I played a really high level until I do something like get on <laughs> a Nassau brawl qualifier and be like, well, Oh, I played an okay level. <laughs> fair. Fair. I mean, I guess if you compare yourself to maybe the competition within the U S we're pretty good. If you, if you go worldwide and the pool widens, it's like, Ooh, there's, there's a lot of people yeah. who play this game a lot more than I do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but it's fun and uh, I, I love the depths that uh, exist to explore. So uh, I think that'll do us for now. We're going to uh, start wrapping it up. Uh, you can get in touch with us. Actually, you know, the Discord is a great place to do it. Um, we I, I think I have a Discord invite in every set of show notes or just about every set of show notes. Um, there's also email with the xcast at gmail.com or at WTHcast on Twitter. Uh, we got a lot of content on the mortalrealms.com, including by the time this publishes, we will did finally get our um, copy of Paths of Prophecy. Uh, thanks to Games Workshop for writing a review copy. I know um, that uh, delays made it so that we weren't able to get you something right as uh, right as it became available. Um, but that's just how being in the U.S. happens sometimes, I guess, with this game. Uh, but that'll be available the a blog breakdown uh skyler's uh working working uh his butt off making that happen uh, thanks to the mortal realms network for having us on there uh it's uh much appreciated coming up we are cooking up a audio bat rep we uh especially i i especially wanted to make sure that we return to uh the plague pack uh, and champion them and see how accurate that take was yeah um uh it is all those audio bat reps are, are kind of a, a lot of a lot of work. We like doing them. We like the reception they get. But I so what I'm saying is I can't promise it for 113 uh, for our next episode. But we'll see. And then the other thing I want uh, it's been a while since we did anything with the uh, listener uh, submissions. We are going to be talking at some point about rotation. It's it's going to theoretically happen. And our best guess right now is that Harrow Deep will will go away. Uh, so we're going to start taking listener submissions if. 
as it goes, if if we are correct, and it's Hero Deep that that uh, rotates out just the the uh, so it'd be the Hero Deep box set and the uh, war bands that came along with them, like uh, Black Powder and the Exiled Dead. Um, yep. Uh, plus Illusory Might and Daring Delvers, not Daring Delvers, Dead, Deadly Depths. Depths. Yeah, Deadly Depths. Woof. Uh, then uh, let us know what you're gonna be what you're gonna be saddest to see leave or ha- like what what uh, gives you the feels for seeing it go whether it's your you know good riddance or um, I wish wish too soon um, either way so we'll be taking those over the course of the next couple episodes uh, to uh, build an episode on those Phil lay it on me it's that time <laughs> uh, I got a little flavor text for you. This one is actually attributed to uh, someone you're pretty familiar with, Sarpon the Cyclone. Oh, all right. As if it was ever in doubt. Ooh. Uh, is this superiority confirmed? No. It, I'll, I'll give it, you are correct that it is a, an objective. Uh, you are correct that it is, uh, I believe that's an end phase. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer you. The, the Sarpon quote is important. And I know it's a card that you know. Okay. Uh, is it Knight's Triumphant? You got it. There that's, it is. Uh, that's where I leaned uh, since the Knights were indeed triumphant this uh, this weekend. So Very good. Uh, yeah. Um, you're recommended listening. And this is a, this is a tip of the hat to uh, Hazel would be angry at me if I said just Emmett. But both my kids really like this guy, Charlie Crockett. Um, he is... Uh, a really cool musician out of San Benito, Texas. Uh, and I'm going to go with, uh, I won't cry. Cause that's, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> kept my, kept my chin up, uh, having, having gotten a uh, pretty shellac there and, and, uh, had a, had a good time. And that's off of music city, USA. Nice. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. And we're going to see you on the next one. Um, we're, uh, we're excited to see where this goes and, uh, I'm excited to get a deep dive into a war band here. Oh but, yeah. Uh, uh, for what the heck, Seven Davy, and this is Phil. surprised that brian's eflims was fearsome fortress oh i that was right as i put my headphones on i heard you say what yeah fearsome yeah. fortress and i was like yeah. oh interesting <laughs> yeah uh, okay that is uh what i was commenting on i had oh no not discord i was like oh, i need this other tab open but i can't remember why and i was like oh it's not discord it's underworld's db Mm, and mm -hmm. maybe a particular card i don't know yeah perhaps (laughs) all right